Good morning on this Saturday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Yesterday we left off. Jesus uh, was asked to give a sign. Uh, and he said that the sign that he was going to give him was the sign of Jonah. Or in other words, no other sign but the sign of Jonah. And destroy the temple. And he was talking about his body. Not the physical temple that Herod had rebuilt or had been built by Herod. So, in that, they actually were told what was going to happen. And at at the end, they kind of believed it to the degree that they had a, a pilot have soldiers uh, at the grave or the grave site where Jesus was at to make sure that nobody stole his uh, body. It wasn't so much that they actually believed that he was going to rise from the dead, but that he said that, and then if the body was stolen and missing, then they would actually uh, go around saying, look, he did he did raise from the dead, he was resurrected. Now, when we talk about the resurrection of Jesus, we're talking about the glory of the Father that raised him up from the dead, having brought him out from three days and three nights, not only being in the grave, but being in hell, the place of the departed spirits, or the place of the dead, as it may be called, uh, Jesus was raised up by the Father. And when he did come up, he took the keys of death and hell away, so that he became the possessor of them. He triumphed them over death. He has the keys of death and had the keys of, of, of hell. He is the possessor of them, having been victorious and having conquered. Now, he set forth a pattern for us so that we ourselves can also follow that pattern in many of the footsteps and many of the things that he did because we are being transformed according to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. We're being transformed into his image. When the first Adam was uh, created and made, he was made in the image of God, in the likeness of God. And he was told to replenish the earth. He was told to uh, have dominion over the fishes and the birds of the air, the fishes of the water, the seas, and, and the animals of the land. And to be fruitful and to multiply. Well, of course, man failed in his uh, charge to do what he had been told to do. So the, the last Adam, Jesus, or the second man, Jesus, as he is called in the Bible, He's the last of the uh, of the kind of Adam himself, and he's also the first kind uh, of the new kind, which is the glorified Christ. So it says, but we all, talking about the Christians, with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. With an open face before the Lord means there is that exchange there is that fellowship. There is that union. We don't have our face hid from him, but it is open and exposed completely and totally so that we are to be unashamed, unafraid, and be able to come with boldness to the throne of grace and have that fellowship and communion with him. Beholding with an open face as in a glass, and of course, the glass here is the word mirror. And the word mirror is also used in the book of James concerning uh, the word of God looking into the perfect law of liberty. It says, 
looking, beholding into a glass, the glory of the Lord. We are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of God is the one that is in control in our lives when we let Him be in control. And He is the one that takes us from one level of our Christian walk to another level. As we behold and look in the Word of God, we begin to realize and see what we look like. And we begin to vanish before that mirror And Jesus appears more and more and more so that we're looking more like the Master than we are looking like ourselves. And as we continue to look into that law of liberty, excuse me, looking into it, then we should not be just hearers of the word. According to James, be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. We deceive ourselves. For if you be a hearer only and not a doer, he that he shall be like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. And once again, that word glass uh, means mirror, but not like the mirrors that we have today in that, you know, melted glass and whatever is put behind it to make it reflective. But mostly their mirrors were made out of polished uh, metals that reflected their image. But nonetheless, it was, it was a mirror. It was a mirror that was being used. And, and the word that is used there is a compound to mirror oneself. That is to see the reflection, to behold in a glass. So the words that are used there means that we're looking into something and we see ourselves. We see ourselves no longer as the old man, but we begin to see ourselves as the new man. The new man is reflected with the reflection of Christ in him. The more there is light, the more there is a reflection. The less there is light, the less there is a reflection and the more... uh, 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 I'm going to say foggy, the image will be. But the clearer that we have an open face beholding ourselves uh, in in that mirror before the Lord, the more we are being changed and transformed into His glory. And it's important to understand that we have to spend time before that mirror. No spending time before that mirror. We do not get to see ourselves as he sees us. Now, this is important because what Jesus accomplished on the cross reflects on us. And if we were crucified with him, that reflection also is part of us. The very first reflection that we see is that the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus demonstrated and proved that he was divine. He was the Son of God. He is the Son of God. His natural, physical flesh, blood, and bone physical body was transformed into a body of flesh, a body of bone, uh, no blood, but glorified, no longer corruptible, but incorruptible, as has been promised to us who are in Christ too, to one day have a 
a, a, a body that had been glorified. But he was divine in that he truly did conquer death. Now, the scripture talks about our lives partaking uh, in the book of Peter, partaking of the divine nature as we fellowship, walk in faith, walk by the Spirit of God. We become partakers of that nature. Also, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus also made an atonement for us that was accepted by the Father. He was the Lamb of God on that cross. His blood was accepted as a full payment for our sins and our rebellions and our iniquities, our transgressions and our sins against God. He made full atonement, a perfect sacrifice with perfect blood, received by the holy perfect God to atone for an imperfect race of humanity. And then, of course, it made it possible for us through his resurrection to also be justified, to be standing able, before, be able to stand before God just as if we had never sinned. His death, burial, and resurrection made it possible for us now to walk a life of holiness, un unable to have walked that life of holiness because it was by keeping a set of rules externally. Now we are partakers of his divine holy nature and that holiness is now something inward outwardly. It's worked out on a daily basis, but it's also instantaneous. In other words, we're made accepted unto the beloved, unto the Father, unto the Holy Spirit because we have been just as if we had never sinned, we have been justified, we have also been cleansed and sanctified. Then we are made able to be partakers through the resurrection of Jesus of a higher life, a higher life for this physical body. Many Christians seem to literally glow uh, uh, as if they had just come down off the mountain uh, with the Lord like Moses did, that, that you can see that they're different. They're, there's something that has taken place on the inside that literally affects the outside. The life of Jesus inwardly is manifested outwardly, and it affects the physical body, including healing and including restoration of so many other physical things. Now, eventually, this physical flesh will die and will have to be buried but in the meantime, it partakes of that divine nature and begins to enjoy a life that is free or can be free from depression. It can be free from uh, 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 fear. All the things that would affect the physical body and the soul and the mind, the master has already overcome through his resurrection. Also, he makes it possible for us in our lives to be given a guarantee that there is going to be a resurrection. He is the firstborn. He is the firstfruits of them that slept and those that sleep one day uh, at, the, at the coming of the Lord. Those that are dead in Christ will rise first. Uh, and those that uh, are still alive at his coming will follow him, meet him in the air, and be transformed forever into the very physical image of him. In other words, we're going to take on another form 
different than the form that we have now. The form that Jesus had in heaven as the word uh, was uh, manifested in the form of a human being. When he came down, he put aside uh, his divinity and he uh, took on a physical body just like ours. So he took on another form according to Philippians chapter uh, number 2 starting with verse 5 to verse 8. And we are also going to be given another form according to uh, 1 Corinthians 15.40. It says there are celestial bodies and there are uh, terrestrial bodies. The glory of the celestial is one. The glory of the terrestrial is another. There is the glory of the sun and then another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For the stars differ one from another in glory just like it will be in the life of the believers. So also, this is 1 Corinthians 15, 42, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in dunamis, in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body of which we have partaken. And there is a spiritual body of which we will partake. And so it is written, the first Adam was made a living soul. First Adam. The last Adam was a quickening spirit. However, that which was first... uh, Uh, However, that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural. Afterwards, the spiritual comes. And the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. And as the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And the heavenly, such are they that are heavenly. We have borne the image of the earthly. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly. And not only that, Jesus has provided for us in his resurrection, fullness, newness, joy, gladness, victory, overcoming, fruitfulness. All of this is made available to every believer to walk and live in it until our glorified bodies are united with our spirits. And truly the new man is not only the new man inside, but the new man on the outside. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly and fully bless you in his mighty name. Amen.